Yo, what's up? This is More Sneakers Podcast. I'm your host, T.O. Sneakers, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not dreams. And this is episode... 131. Happy motherfucking New Year. Oh, yeah. We're here. <laughs> 2024, uh, first podcast of the new year. Yes. Um, the New Year is like, it's new, but it's starting to get old fast. <laughs> no, because it's like... You know, we we basically into like the second week of uh, the New Year so far. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, you know how you know but, how time starts to get to rolling. How was it getting old fast? Though? Because because like we having a lot of hard hitting shit happening. Like what? So if you wanna if you wanna just dive right into it, it let's go. Shit, Cat Williams happened. <laughs> Club Shay Shay was jumping. Oh my god. I want to see what it's up to now. That mug went. The last time I seen it, I think it was at $34 million. Last time I seen it was at 45 Hey. Last time I seen it was at 45 and that's the first time I watched a whole, it was like two hours and yeah, something. Two, yeah, I think either two hours and 16 minutes or something like that. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I watched it too. So, because I know it's up her two hours two hours and 46 minutes. oh 2046 okay i knew it was either i knew it was one or two but yeah okay it wasn't 45 million my bad it was 44 okay well that's that's still that's still hellas yeah it is it, it, it definitely is oh. like 44 million seventy eight thousand five hundred and eighty five yeah, so it basically, it, it basically brung in the New Year with a bang. I'm telling you, that's a hell of a YouTube chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, one thing I think this, so I'm going to start off with Shannon Sharp. Okay. Unk, as everybody call him. I'm going to start off with him and his platform. I started watching him on Undisputed. Um, Obviously, you know. He captivated a lot of a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. like our community, mm-hmm. because you know he had the yak, the black and miles, had a wave cap on. That's <laughs> you know that's what that's what really like sparked people to like attach themselves to him. Really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when I he never when knew he that. did his celebratory, because that's how he got the name Unk. Oh, because you know he had the he had the uh, black and mild hanging outside of his mouth. Talking about the act, you know, looking like one of them black uncles. I never One of them black that. drunk uncles, you know what I'm saying? So, but I was actually watching him before that. It's okay. just, you know, um, I enjoyed him as a as a football player. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, that's where I really got to see him do his thing. Yeah. Um, And it was so interesting to see him on the show. And he'd be like, yeah, we're going to be tanned it up at Club Shay Shay. You know, he always yeah. had that and turned that into this. Yeah. And so he's had a lot of dope interviews and he've had a lot of huge names he consistently. Has. You know what I mean? From Chris Brown and obviously all the other people that we finna not talk about, but you know that <laughs> but was somebody mentioned. Somebody talked about him. Yeah, that was that was mentioned or like whatever. But I wanna give Miss Flowers for, you know, just the grind, the work ethic. You and know it and, seems like he always does his research. Yeah, and, and being able to get these people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it seemed like he doesn't really have a hard time like 
getting different type, different scales of people from different lanes. Yeah. You know, whether that's music, like, like you say, acting, comedic, like whatever, whatever the case might be. So I just wanted to take a second, you know, to show some love for that because he came, came in and you're swinging and like. (laughs) Because um, I watched a little thing with him with Ocho Cinco. Me too. It's called like Late Night or I forgot what mm-hmm. it's called. But um, and he was saying he didn't realize that Dev was going to do that. Like, I don't think nobody realized it was going to do that. Obviously, going to cut some buzz because of the names that's being used. Yeah. But I think what really captivated the situation for me mm-hmm. is how he handled himself and the mannerisms. Like... The exclamation points that he put on everything that he would say. What you know what I'm saying? Who? Like, uh, Cat Williams. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he put, like, a de- definitive on it. Like, Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what it was. And I'm not, no questioning yeah, to him. And I'm not talking about, like, things he said about people. I'm just saying, in general, yeah. everything that he said and how he felt mm-hmm. about everything. You know what I mean? Um, and before we get into, like, the whole interview itself Mm -hmm. i want to know from you what do you think about how shannon i call him shannon unk handled i'm just i'm just i'm trying to be professional um but unk um (laughs) no i keep saying shannon but Mm -hmm. with unk um how you think he handled the interview for us asking questions and letting him flow and different things like that? Because there's a lot of things that has been said when it comes down to the interview and how it rolled out. I think he did phenomenal because he asked a question. He let him answer the question and he was able to pivot back to something else. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of these people are friends of his, he was able to still answer a question. Uh, oh, well, ask him a question without and seeming like he was taking one side or the other. He was honestly trying to see where he was coming from. He wasn't right. leading the conversation. Mm-hmm. He was letting him do the con- Well, he was leading the, the line of questioning, but he wasn't leading him into certain conversations because it was uh, certain things that just can't just volunteer. Right. So, yeah. So what well, do you think it, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of backlash about the interview about him not asking questions or like keeping the interview stirred by his questioning. Um, but I feel like he did a great job mm-hmm. of understanding the flow. Yeah. Cause sometimes you just got to let it go. Yeah. Cause this yeah. line of questioning might not have been as, um, impactful viral. Yeah. Um, well, he, well, you can tell that Cat Williams had certain points that he wanted to get across mm-hmm. and you can tell that, Cat Williams actually watched his show. Yeah. Because not only did he watch his show, he watched every interview, yeah. interview that everybody was he, on. But he said he, he even watched. He said he watches the show because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't do podcasts like that. Even he though don't do he, interviews he, for real. He's done a couple afterwards. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Like I ain't like you know he did the Willie D like podcast it was kind of like live. Mm-hmm. Um. 
he did one with one young lady as well that I seen this morning. I can't remember what it was, but some of the questioning she asked was, you know, in reference to this interview yeah. and it, it, it was word for word, you know, everything was still the same, Well, not word for word, but yeah. it was still the same. He didn't change it up at all. Yeah. Like he, he, <laughs> like, Unc, he got, he got out front. Mm-hmm. And now everybody else is kind of like, I, I don't want to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this, kind of like picking up the scraps. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I really feel like he did a great job. He did. Um, I, cause it, it gave you the vibe of more or less a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Kat seemed like he was in a space comfortable enough where he could have that conversation. And it seemed like he had questions <laughs> for Shannon as well. He had answers. <laughs> no, and when I say in questions, because he questions. was like, why you didn't ask this person that question yeah. while he was here? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was ready for those type of interactions. Which um, was good. But it was entertaining. Very. It was entertaining first and foremost. Like, like all the information that he say is truth and fact. If that is the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like icing on the cake. But mm-hmm. more or less the enjoyment of the interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The poise, the... The, the showmanship. The show, yeah, the showmanship, <laughs> you know, um, and everything about that. And you got to, I feel like you got to see Cat Williams in a different light if you never got to see him in like this space right here. You know what I mean? Like, what? I mean, like, like being more personal. Person, yeah, like more personable. Um, you can see the intellectual side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And also, you got to learn new things about him if you didn't know these things. Like the fact that he have he have had comedians who would get a bag of money, you know, in a paper bag, but not know that it came from him mm-hmm. or, or find out later that he had a young lady give this person a bag of money or like whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. He have his own unique way of giving back. Right. Um, also, for me, what was extremely dope, because I'm always big about putting my own money up and doing all those things, is that he put his own money up for his shows. Yeah. And so everybody talking about he ain't got that much money like this person, that person. But people don't understand when you put your own money up Mm -hmm. and you you seating the type of venues that he's seating, Mm -hmm. you are seeing a very nice return. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like you said, he don't have to do no heavy marketing and promoting. So that's money that's still in the pocket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, He got a cult following. Yeah. A major one. Get some more people after this. But, you know. Definitely has his own cult following. And then just his story. Like, I didn't know about the whole leaving the career when he was 13. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff. Uh, like, the whole, what did he say? He read how many books a year? What did he say? Like, 3,000 books a year or something like that? Or a month or something something like that. I think he said a year. Hopefully it what was is, a year. I hope it was a year. I hope it was, so I can't remember. <laughs> but if I ain't, I ain't gonna say he did do it or he didn't because like you gotta look at shit like this too. If you're 13, you ain't got no job. You you out there by yourself, so you can't enroll yourself in school. Obviously, yeah. So if you are really taking the time out to to learn and you you know and that's what the fuck you doing, you could potentially. I'm just saying, like back in the day, like he's a little older than yeah. than us and, and me. Well, he 52. Yeah, okay, he's way older. But I know back in the day, 
I was reading in the summertime. I was getting them yeah. free bucket things from a Pizza Hut. Yeah, no, no, things was things was <laughs> a lot. Things pants. was a lot different. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, and then also his journey coming up through, I didn't never really hear about his journey coming up through, like, he knew, uh, he never really talked about it. Yeah. When Um, it comes, when it comes to like the comedic run. Yeah. Um, it was more like a storyline of something or other, but like being homeless and, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to experience people who were doctors and lawyers and. Now, you know, they were on heroin or crack or whatever, and that's why he doesn't do anything besides yeah. smoke weed because he's experienced these very intelligent people who have right. been taken out by drugs. And then one one thing that I did pay attention to and understand now, you know, a lot of people accuse him of being on other drugs. Mm-hmm. But one thing I understood now from the interview and listen to him speak, mm-hmm. if you're doing a hundred city tour, and you're commanding all these different positions mm-hmm. and you handling all this stuff, majority of yourself, of course, you probably have a team that supports and helps. Yeah. But at some point, you know, exhaustion and all this other shit kick in, mm-hmm. riding on fumes and, you know, because you the, you the big push that keeps everything else going. Yeah. So if you is a cat, if this is your Cat Williams show and you got these comedians that's opening up before you mm-hmm. you might not want to let them down of not showing up because yeah. you know what i'm saying like and then you putting up the money yeah you know so it's a it's a whole domino effect yeah okay. like to the to the process mm-hmm. um and everything like that what so what do you feel about what he said about everybody i felt like that was his truth Got you. You know what? What was interesting for me? <laughs> so what was interesting for me was, you know, I'm a I'm a big black sitcom guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and recently, before this interview had taken place, I had started back, not vividly rewatching Hang with Mr. Cooper, but I was watching like just random episodes. Yeah. On HBO Max, and um, and then boom. He said what he said about Mark Carey and the show Hanging Mr. Cooper. Uh-huh. And then, and you know what's the craziest thing? I never knew the nigga was bald. I never knew that he had a man unit that whole time. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I did either. Because it's like, you don't nobody have no crispy lining like you know, You know, the crispy lining wasn't what the issue was for me. You want to know what the issue was for me? What? When one follicle out of place. But would you expect the follicle to be out of place when he was wearing the suits too? I would just expect that it would all be I don't, all put I don't together. Care, I don't care so. how nice of a fro, bob, whatever whatever cut you got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mini fro, whatever. Even when you get that cut, it doesn't stay that fresh. Yes, it do. And I'm gonna tell you why. You gonna have to meet my uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. My uncle Bob has had this little mini fro thing mm-hmm. going since I was born, and it's still there, and it's still fresh. It looks like he get his haircut every day. <laughs> and that's probably why I never thought to even answer whether or not there was a man you know those Steve Harvey's head. Because I'm telling you, I've seen it in person that somebody had just that perfect of a hair. Yeah, well, but maybe his pack game was on point, <laughs> uh, making sure it was it was it was packed down. But like, I ain't gonna lie, it did 
Like, I always be like, yo, his haircut's just too perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing is out of place. You know what I mean? He's on Um, TV. It's also people. But yeah, it still still was weird to me. (laughs) It still still was, but it was just like, it was like the norm. So, it was just like, you just believe it. You know what I mean? But, um. Then now you know that everybody was fighting behind the scenes. Well, I heard stories about the whole thing about the Bernie Mac and. Well, I've heard about that before, but like Mark Curry, like yeah, I've never known that. I've never known that either, but there is a lot of symmetry to like both shows. It, it definitely is. And I was like, wow. I never put two and two together. Mm mm. Because I never, because you know Mark Carey, I just I guess He's because so I seen it, lucky. I seen it, was, it in a different light. Because you know it started off with him in the in the in the two girls, yes. in the two homegirls or whatever. So so it was like Three's Company, but then that that show morphed more into him about being a teacher and in the yeah. you know the school and stuff. Yeah. So, and I think because the setup was different, mm-hmm. and like how. Certain things they came was different, in, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, damn that, but it is a lot, lot, lot in common. And did you see the the little clip circulating? Yes, I like, seen a lot of clips the, circulating. The, the um, Def Jam, yeah. Or they was in the back arguing. Yeah, I, no, and I, I seen some. I seen a lot of where people was posting a lot of different um, jokes that were told, mm-hmm. and different various people who they felt, you know, had stolen the jokes or whatever yeah. the case might be um then on top of that what do you what do you think about um the responses um uh i think that people are looking for the responses um the only person who i don't think responded or had anything to say so far was um, um what's his name steve harvey yeah, I bet. Somebody I, said I didn't expect him to respond. Somebody though. posted on Facebook. They was like, um, "Hey y'all, Steve Harvey responded," and it was, um, "Damn, what's that comedian name? The dark skin guy." Who? Damn, I cannot think of his name. He be on Vlad. He was used to be on on Vlad all the time. Um, oh, um, is he the African guy? I think he's from Africa, but he don't like have like the accent and everything. No, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, he has the. He's been in movies and shit. Damn, I, I, I know who you're talking about though. If but they had him reenacting him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. Um, the only person that I felt like um, was okay in his response was Guy Tory. Because I didn't see Guy Tory. What he say? So. Um, when Kat said that um, uh, Steve Harvey and Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer weren't Godfrey, yes, Godfrey. Go. Sorry, <laughs> um, that uh, the Joe Tory, no, I mean Guy Tory. I'm sorry, had a documentary about you know his um, was it Fat Tuesdays or something like that? Um, that uh, Steve Harvey and uh, said weren't ever seen there or you know tiffany haddish and he just came you know he just got on there and said you know i just have to correct you on that you know i respect you and i'm I'm glad that you you know 
mentioned us and you know streaming all platforms you know you gotta plug it a little bit but he corrected him just saying that you know Cedric the Entertainer, Tiffany Haddish, and um, Steve Harvey were all seen there. So, everybody else didn't really have to say nothing. Did you see Kevin Hart trying to, and his Plastic Cup Boys trying to throw shots at him at the... I did not. I I, I just heard about it, like, earlier today. But so I didn't get I, a chance to look at the clip. I seen it. And, yeah, I... I I would have rather them not just focused on mm-hmm. the job mm-hmm. that they were doing. Because like if you're gonna tell it if you're gonna have the jokes, they gotta hit. They gotta hit hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um and and just the space of it. You it's a live basketball event going on. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And because that's basically what the comment, because that's what they do with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers when they have games. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they do commentary? Oh, like an NBA game. Yeah. Oh. And so, obviously, that's a huge platform. Right. And I ain't going to lie, this shit just wasn't, it just wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. Um, What do you think about, while we're still on this subject, before I lose lose track of it, his ex wife going on tour (laughs) with Cat Williams? (laughs) Mm hmm. Um, I don't know. Either she's it, it, perfect timing. If you, you know what I'm saying. If y'all beefing for real, and you just ain't never said nothing. Do you think that this was something that was already in the works prior to? I don't know. I, See, I don't know if it's spiteful or if it's it was her job and it's just bad timing. I don't um, think it's bad timing. Well, not bad timing. It, you know, I'm saying as far as like the coincidence gotcha. of it all. It, they Coincidental timing. Yeah. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? They could have already did the interview or whatever, but those contracts could have been signed months in yeah. advance. Um, I think with knowing the fact that he put on comics mm-hmm. and he liked to bring fresh new faces onto the scene, I wouldn't be surprised if that was something that was already. Yeah potentially in the works because i feel like she was um she's been writing for years so um it's just the timing how would you feel if she brought him up in one of her sets i i would think that that's uh, i don't know i i would think it's like the wrong timing i i think with the spotlight being on you in this position in the coincidental timing coincidental timing (laughs) of it all I wouldn't even bring it up. I would just like to showcase my talent of telling stories that didn't have anything to do with him. No, I, I agree. Um, all I would say at this point, I hope she can get her respect and appreciation right. as a comedian. And, you know, because, you know, that's probably what a lot of people going to come looking for. Yeah. To see what she's going to say and what she has to say, which right. they should come Yeah. Um, for that. But I you mean, know, it's, obviously, it's she don't promo. Know. But I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up because then it's gonna seem like it's something spiteful. Yeah, no, I, I understand it. Uh, but you know, congrats to her on the opportunity. I know. Um, I was watching the Joe Budden podcast again, like I always do. Of course. And <laughs> it was the debate on like, was that you know, I don't want to say like snakeish, but was it kind of like deceptive of her? 
to take the opportunity with him, knowing that, you know, that those two obviously are at odds. I don't think so. I, if you're in the same, if you're in, the, say, Tinseltown as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, the entertainment industry, it's going to be people that you don't like that he deals with and people that he don't like that you're going to deal with. You're not together like that. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. But it just looks bad. The visual of it, the timing of it looks bad. And I guess we'll know. Her, because by this time, she's been doing stand-up for mm-hmm. just as long as Kevin, if I'm not mistaken. So, if you're still... At the beginning, I can get you talking about your family. You're talking about your husband. Okay, you get to the point you're talking about your ex-husband. Now, if you're still talking about him, then I'm going to be like, okay. This might have been like a little spiteful mood. But if you're talking to your own little, you know, spill or whatever, I'm with you, girl. Get... Get the limelight wise on you and work it for you know to your advantage. No, no, I, I feel it. I could see how it could be looked at mm-hmm. that way because obviously, his ex wife, mother of his kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, that aspect, but also you have to look at it from her perspective that Cat Williams is Cat Williams, and he's put a lot of people and he's on, and he's a he put a lot of people on, and he's still like he's still Cat Williams at the end of the day, he's still yeah. a big name, yeah. That sells out shows, that has that's doing stadiums. You know what I'm saying? Consistently, because like, Lunell said she she said Cat told me to come on and we toured for three years. Yeah, straight. So like yeah, he be doing hundred city tours. Yeah, so it's not like it's so like no bad gig. That would make me appreciate her a lot more mm-hmm. and respect her a lot more uh, as a comedian. If she's able to take this time to show her craft and her talent through not having to bring him up mm-hmm. and still make people laugh and make and have people enjoy her. Right. And, you know, be able to build up her independent name mm-hmm. without having to be attached to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do Did you hear the response that he had, um, that uh, Kevin Hart had to Cat Williams about... Not Cat Williams. Well, yeah, Cat Williams about her being on the tour. Mm-mm. So basically, he was, he was just like, uh, I love that for her. I hope they're successful. Um, I support her. That's what he's supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's supposed to say. Whether you feel it or not, that's what you're supposed to say. One, y'all got kids together. Yeah. And, and they're... Well, I don't say grown kids, but you know, at least teenagers, preteens, and um, yeah, the internet is their oyster. Like it's, they can find anything, and they got friends that can find anything. So, yes, that was a correct. Thing. He was supposed to say that. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I wasn't expecting him to say nothing other. You know, he got all these different deals and stuff going on, so he's not gonna get. Like 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 I said, he had cracked some jokes on the NBA thing, but he's not going too far out of realm and out of pocket. That's going to affect, you know, the stuff that he got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it was it was very entertaining. Um, it's dope for me to see like Mark Curry get you know some 
some much needed respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And shine. Yeah. Um, cause I, I definitely really enjoyed him, uh, on that show as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even back looking on it now, like I really enjoyed that. And he's still been, um, he's still been writing. Yeah. And you know, he was on that one episode with, um, Jamie Foxx, where they had to, where they had, um, uh, had to go get their license over again. I don't remember. Oh my God. You know, I'm in my bag, but he was, <laughs> but he, he, he basically paid like a general at the, at the damn driver's license. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was fire. But, but shout out, shout out to him. Shout out to, to the viral moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause this, this was good. And a big thing for Cat Williams and for Club Shay Shay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Speaking, um, speaking of viral. What else we got? What's going on? Okay. What about this Stanley Cup? Some bullshit. Marketing, no marketing, what? on marketing. What, what did he say? A bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I love Stanley Cups. They keep everything cold or hot. But the Yeti Cup's still better. Yes, but. Them things be bigger. You can't just... You got to kind of hold it sometimes. But they got a Yeti cup the same size as the Stanley cup too, though. I've never seen it. Well, I've never experienced it. Okay. So, this this is what I want to say. Remember back in the day Mm -mm. when you could... You could make a couple dollars by going and sitting in the room and doing the little testing things? Oh yeah, where yeah, they do yeah. the in the, mall, the environmental like, testing, yeah. where they say, "Well, how would you feel if mm-hmm. you know if you were presented with this and it was this color? Mm-hmm. Well, how would you feel if if this person was attached to this product? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's like that is done in like a new way now. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and I forgot the guy's name, but that's that actually helped like bring Crocs up to a new space. He was the one who started like all the collabs oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. like KFC mm-hmm. and you know, where the whole little Croc buzz mm-hmm. really started to narrate from. And so he had shifted over to Stanley mm-hmm. and did the same thing with them. Um, and for anybody who has a brand, mm-hmm. I think you should be taking serious notes. Cause I've been taking a lot of them. I mean, just did one thing. No. It's, so, I feel like he did more than just one thing. Than just, like, change the color of a cup and just... No. You, he so, changed the target. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's all he did is change the target audience. So, I feel like he, he changed the target audience, but, it was like, also what I feel like he did. He took something that was regular uh-huh. and made it more captivating. Not just by the audience, but like he took well, I won't say he, he took something and like rewrapped it and made it look like gold. I, I won't say he changed the audience. He discovered the audience. And I only say that because um sometimes you don't know your audience and what you do. Sometimes your 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 target demographic picks you and you have to figure out, okay, well maybe I wanted to target this to farmers and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're outside. So but I really should have went to truckers because at the truck stops they are selling out. So this is my question to you. 
what you saying, what you said, right? Mm-hmm. What was his target audience? The target audience? What was his target audience? For who? For Which a, time? For the, I'm talking for the Stanley Cups. Which time? They released the same cups five years ago. So this is what I'm saying. So so that's that's my whole point, right? So they went from the the first time, if I'm not mistaken, is like middle America, farmer, stuff like that. This time they went semi-professional, teacher, um, Starbucks cup ladies. They went towards that realm. And that's where you get the line. So, so what 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 do you feel made made the cups appealing? Um, the audience. So, have how- you ever been with? I got friends right now and cousins mm-hmm. that will put a picture of a Starbucks. Them Starbucks cups like eighty, ninety, a yeah. hundred dollars, yeah, and no. they're collecting them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Okay, so you got a cup. I'm going that way. So Let me okay, go so this towards is, these so this ladies is my over question. here. So this is my question. Just just so I can make sure I'm not missing anything, mm-hmm. right? So was this collaboration targeted through Starbucks first? Mm-mm. But or, I'm saying that's your that's gonna be your audience. Okay. Because this is this is my this is my viewpoint on it. Because I know it was exclusively at Target, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is my this but is But the Starbucks girls are in Target. Yeah, I'm not I'm not no, I'm not disassociating that. Starbucks is in Target. Yeah, no that that's a fact. I'm not disassociating that. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is this is what I'm saying. You got a cup like so the Yeti cup is a very popular cup just mm-hmm. across the board because yeah. of what it does. Right. Stanley cups do about the same thing. Right. Right? Just a little smaller. It's a little smaller whatever Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like the branding of it is just different yeah right so they had what the pink cup Mm -hmm. because the valentine and then they had the red cup valentine's right (laughs) but it's still a pink and a red cup so look so look also (laughs) let me go into the packaging Mm -hmm. right so you can get the cups separately or you can get the cups as a they call it a duo Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. okay boom so obviously we got a couple of defining factors Mm -hmm. right you got the different varieties of how you can purchase the cups you got two significant colors that's associated with um, a holiday. I was finna not call it a holiday, <laughs> but a quote-unquote holiday. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the major factors is, to me, mm-hmm. is the fact they had the motherfucker in Target. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they made it exclusively at Target. I think that, because like I'm learning with Target, mm-hmm. Target is starting to become a niche for certain collaborations and releases Mm. um and i'm saying that because i have noticed over the course of time Mm -hmm. especially which is something that's been really dope and i've been tracking Mm -hmm. is like these black brands that has been set up and that has been doing their exclusive drops Mm -hmm. for like hair care products or Mm -hmm. whatever the case might be Depending on like their market area or like whatever the case might be, you would have these places where they sell out. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that that part plays into it, um, I think that created a part of the buzz as well. Do you think it would have been different if they if it would have been sold exclusively at Walmart? 
Mm, no. I do. Only because of what? Because I feel like it's a certain type of person ah. that goes to Target. It's right. No, but that's I'm not taking. I'm the, that's what I'm saying. I'm not disregarding what you're saying. I'm just looking from from a different right pl- different perspective of like what all played into it. Yeah. I'm just we just gathering data yeah. from from I your side know. and from and from my side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like you, I, I feel like it's people and placement. As long as yeah. you place it where those people go and see the colors are so distinctive and stand outish. Mm-hmm. You Especially know what I'm saying? Target that you know. Cause you know all they need is that center, that little that little center little spot. Well, they had it in but, the front. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and them joints is going for like 150 bucks. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I um, when that went for a thousand. Cause I, I had I seen somebody I know posted on Facebook. They was like, "Oh, don't go to this one because I done bought them all up." <laughs> but it's, I think, like I said, I think it's interesting, and I think it's definitely something if you have a brand that you should pay attention to. Yeah. Because it can give you ideas on creative strategy of how to market. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not all your product, but if you got a particular piece of product that you want to center something around, yeah. this this will give you um a starting base of an idea of how to create that or circulate that for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um and I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm interested to see who he else? Who else he attach himself to? What brand he attach himself to, and what thing? And if he can continue this domino effect, there's no doubt he can. I'm not saying it, that he can. I just want to see what would be next. What what item? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you yeah, go from cause Crocs because because them two different. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe some of the girls would wear the Crocs and had a Stanley Cup. No, it's gonna it's gonna be a duo that have they they'd be rocking both, rocking with both. Mm. I'm still not a croc girl. I'm I'm not either, but you know that croc that croc scene changed crazy. Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. I know, but I can't. I can't either. <laughs> I can't. But that's okay. I just want him to do something like off the wall. And Honestly, it, and I want to see pop. him take I want to see him continue to take different routes with different type of products that we wouldn't believe or understand that could get the buzz that there's creating oh yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like he fuck I around mean, who to make a, thought that a cup yeah like if he fuck around and get a pencil <laughs> and start making like i'm like yeah like like man yeah. i need that pencil dog like i need i need you to because you know i ain't gonna lie back in the day you know with the sharper no right <laughs> but you know back in the day you know like at certain points like uh what was it the uh what they call it, them pencils? The mechanical pencils was a thing. Uh-huh. The gel pens and shit, oh, like yeah. for the girls and shit, was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like all that, I'm all that different. Letter in different colors, every four lines. Ridiculous, <laughs> but it was a thing. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a thing. Um, while we're while we're on this topic, talking about um, like branding and marketing and everything like that. This is a little off subject, but I was scrolling through Instagram and this is girl from New York. She talked about how like if she was a teen or going to high school and stuff in this day, how she would struggle mm-hmm. because how things were so much simpler like back in the day. What you mean? So like she was just talking about like if you had 
um, like a certain like back now, like now that she was like, you got to have a spray ground backpack or this certain type of backpack that costs this amount of money. Mm-hmm. But back then you could have, what was the one port backpack? You know, it was occasionally like black and brown or it could be blue and brown. A lot of people had that backpack or it could be like a Nike backpack or whatever the case might be. She was just stating about how like the style and trends back then was more easier was easier to like get in the bag of yeah and now everything is about like well one we didn't have the internet back uh-huh. then you had like yeah magazines a couple you had the magazines you might have had east bay or something like that but you had like essential stores like yeah. northwest plaza northland you might get some that famous and bar so them the places you went, I, like, yeah, you know. But you know, it's kind of interesting how, like, no matter what region you was in, mm-hmm. certain things fell under the same umbrella. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then she, it was so funny because she was talking about like she was like, do kids even read anymore? She was like back in the day, you know, you can get the Six Flags tickets by reading this and many mountain books, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like Pizza Hut had the little readathon thing. I'm telling you. And you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers would be, she was like, people would be like literally trying to see who could read the more pages of this book than somebody else. I had a personal pan pizza every week. I'm telling you. Hey, yeah, that was that was a thing. I was on it. So why don't you think those things like that are happening now? I think. And should, and, and, and should we bring those things back? And who should bring them back? I don't, the parents. Like, uh. Cause I ain't gonna lie, Carter don't like to read like that. But he has books. But we go on Amazon and see, you know, like the subject matter. Would you like mm-hmm. to read this? I make sure it doesn't look like a comic book in it. This is it's a chapter book. Yeah. So you just make him sit down and read a couple of chapters. Cause the chapters aren't too much. They might be five pages or whatever. But in school now, everything's on a Chromebook. When yeah. you get up in age. So you can Google some stuff. You can copy and paste, you know, and you can press the little thing now and read to you. Yeah. So and and I'm and I've been hearing about, you know, about uh the complaints of kids not being able to read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you have complaints about kids not being able to read, then what incentives can be brought back into the space? You know what I'm saying? Like that incentive was cool to know that you can get, you know, some Six Flags tickets by the time spring come around. Yeah. To be able to go to Six Flags for free for, and then be able to get all your homies together and everybody got a free ticket. Yeah. To go to go Six do Flags. something, you know what I'm I saying? No, there there is no incentives, not like that. You know, we might like per school. Yeah. They might have, you know, a certain amount of hours of readers. They get a pizza party or they get to do that. But it's, it's oh, kind yeah. of pizza far parties was a thing. I'm telling you, it still is. I have a pizza party by myself. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if they still <laughs> do them in schools, but I know that that definitely was a thing. I think they. Um, and it was little stuff like that we look forward to. They do them here and there only because, you know, like COVID and stuff like that. stuff mm-hmm. has to be wrapped up. So you got to make sure it's not a, it's just a certain amount of kids, maybe. Um, yeah. Everything's complicated now because you can't even really drop off snacks. And no. everything has to be a store-bought uh, cupcake or something like that. You can't do homemade things because people have peanut allergies. It's COVID. It's a 
everything was so much easier back in the day. Yeah, but this this just just honestly gave me an idea that I'm that we're gonna talk about after. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, obviously reading is important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Education is important. Learning different ways is important. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think just as much as like we are introducing kids to like the non-constructional ways of learning, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we still got to um, make sure they're getting some of them core fundamentals. Yeah. Cause it's like, and I think, I think that's the thing. Like we get so caught up in, Oh, they're not teaching this, this, this in the school, but it's so much that's going on that's in the school that kids still not grasping yeah. or certain kids may not be grasping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and reading is like one of them, them big, you know, fundamental things. Essential things. That, yeah. that is important. Reading but, comprehension. But we yeah. call it ELA. Yeah, go ahead. That, that, was, that was just my little, okay. my little spiel. All right. Okay, so let's let's talk about some things. Uh, Pharrell is, um, was notorious for that last Louis Vuitton uh, collaboration. Fire. Um. Did you get it? Can't afford it. I'm telling you, and I don't know if you can afford this one too. Um, the 2024 collection has been revealed. Did you, do you got the prices? Did you Did you get the prices uh, uh, written down by? No, I don't. Um, but you know what? Everything is six figures. The yes, one coat, the one um long sleeve coat. Which one? The it's crocodile? The, no, it's the long sleeve, um, like checkerboard looking one. I mean, the long uh, trench coat. The ch- okay. And it is um, reasonably $110,000. That's the reasonable one. Yeah, that is, well, that is one of the cheaper ones. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't see me. Y'all call me dirty. I'm going to wear it every day. It's gonna be hot outside. I'm worried. Well, see, and that so, so this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people was bashing this situation and mm-hmm. and everything like that. And like, I understand everybody was like, "Well, why can't be affordable for everybody?" I don't think everything has to be affordable for everybody. It does not. Some things are created for different spaces, um, and then different textures. That's why. Right. They- that's why they cost so much. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when you get into these spaces, you know, you get into the spaces of art, right? And art culture. Mm-hmm. This is, to me, personally, what I look at as wearable art. Yeah. And I don't see this losing its value, number one. Number two, is only for the 1%. These pieces are for the 1% of those people who can't afford them. Yeah. And there probably isn't that many of those pieces. And you're not going to see it's these not, pieces again. It's not a lot of them. Um, is, this, is this it? I think they're trying to uh, juke me on this stuff. Because I'm looking for Pharrell. Yeah, it's and- not the stuff that I saw already. And, and like, you got the real crocodile on, like, the bomber jacket, the yeah. LV bomber jacket. The um, short black on that, that was nice. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's, I ain't gonna lie, it's fire. I like all the ones that they shown. But, like, I do understand, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's levels to this shit. 
You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not I'm not mad at it. Okay, like so at all. They have the show of, you know, all the stuff but they don't have the prices on a lot of it. Yeah, I know like you said, I know the it was three or four prom pieces that were all coats and jackets mm-hmm. that were six figures. They got some bags. Um that trunk is fire though. Oh yeah, the trunk the trunk was the trunk was hitting crazy. Oh, my but God. that trunk was fire. But that's like a collector's Oh yes, definitely collector's, collectors. item. You know what I'm saying? If you got something out of that yeah. first collection, you have to get the trunk. Yeah, so you know, I just the, but like that's the way I view this situation. Like I don't view it as them trying to cut out like the poor person or the people who can't afford it. It's Me just neither. it's just it's just a different tier of branding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And branding, labor, um, materials. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like they didn't cut no corners or went half ass at all Mm-mm. when it came to that product. So mm-hmm. you know, I know people be like, Oh, it was made in this factory for this many dollars, like all product isn't created that in the way. factory, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's still cutting so people. Yeah, you know, um, but like I said, I, I fuck with it, you know, and like I said, these are lessons for us as brands to learn. And and let's just look at like fear of God and essential. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got that that gap, that that bridge for affordability. Mm-hmm. And for people who who can afford a more upper echelon right. part of the brand. Right. You know what I mean? And this is the same thing that's happened with Louis Vuitton. But it's just because it's already a high-end designer brand. Mm-hmm. It's just got a new level right. to like what the brand is and what it does. Yeah. And it's something that sets you apart. And it's supposed to. And I don't think people realize that. Or do they care? Or no. people are going to talk either way. Because if he... Um, has something that is more reasonable um which you can get bbc and ice cream people it's way more reasonable it's not gonna look like that it's not louis vuitton yeah but i like it (laughs) yeah no but people are gonna have something to say either way but that's the thing if you're into designer and if you are different statuses in in different walks of life Mm -hmm. certain things only apply to you yeah different incomes you know what I'm saying? Like, I know when certain that, things that ain't that, speaking my language. I'm telling you. But I know when I know how to translate it. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, the I can enjoy. says, look. Yeah, like. And don't touch. Right. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, wear this. <laughs> I, can, I can enjoy that. I know. But I just know unless that bag is, like, stupid crazy. Right. And I mean, like, stupid crazy. Like, I wouldn't like be spending a hundred. Somebody who got a hundred thousand dollars just laying around, yeah. or you know, it's, it's nothing to them. Yeah, they'll have it, and they might wear it once. They might not wear it at all, but they have it. Yeah. So, so you know, that's you know, that's that that's that part of it for me. But uh, you got anything you want to add on that? Not for that. So we'll we'll keep on going. Um. So Soul Goods. Um is doing a Jordan collab. Mm-hmm. The airship inspired. Mm-hmm. Um coming out on January the 20th for $150. It'll be on soulgoods.cn. Okay. And I mean they pretty cool. I like them. They pretty cool. Um, I like how the shoe is is like forming its own identity yeah. in the space right now. Yeah. Um 
I think the last one that had like a pretty big release with the I'm Mom and Your yeah. version. Um, and then what is it, what was the other collab the, that was like the teal colorway? Um, it says some on the back heel. I forgot, but um, but it's <laughs> that's true. But it says something specific correlating with the collaboration. Okay. Um, but but yeah, no, like. Like, I, I fuck with it. Like I said, I like how it's coming in and building its own space. Yeah. Filling its own gaps mm-hmm. in the in the space of everything. You know what I'm saying? And, like, because the simple silhouette is so simple and so sleek, you know what I'm saying? It's becoming to be shifty and crafty like what people would do with a Jordan 1. Yes. But just, you know, with some different shifts and shapes. And if I'm not and mistaken, not this is Jordan supposed to correlate one. to, like, the shoe that Jordan was originally supposed to wear. Yeah, the airship. Yeah. But it, it comes with something. I can't remember now. Because that's um, the soul goods part of it. Uh, yeah, and that's what's crazy. I just it. been seeing the shoe. I didn't know that it was, that there was a collab with mm-hmm. soul goods. I didn't, I didn't realize that. It was a collab. Let me see. All right okay so they okay i found it the boutique also shared more insight behind the colorway by revealing that the color scheme pays homage to the streets of beijing during the 80s and 90s while the number five embroidered on the heel is inspired by the 1957 film the basketball player number five okay okay that makes sense so okay, so it's called Prove Yourself. Got you. I, I wonder what the number number five stem from. Yeah, now. I got it now. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. The Jordan okay. one before the Jordan one. Um, let's see. Any other collabs? New Balance collabs. Um, it has the Lava and the Magma releases. Yeah, like um, New Balance is really. Is really turning it up. Oh yeah. Um, they also got a collaboration coming up with Ronnie Fee. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is really dope. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, uh, the shoes, uh, is lava and magma. They contrast a lot. Mm-hmm. One is a little bit more subtle. The other one, which is the mag magma, I think. The lava, I was no. The lava no, one's the, the subtle lava one. is the subtle. My bad. The lava <laughs> is the subtle one, and the magma is the one that's a little more vibrant. It's more vibrant. Got a lot going on, a mm-hmm. lot of contrast and colors. But it's turned though. Yeah. You know, so I think both of them are really fire. If you're able to get both pair, I say do that. Mm-hmm. If you really like one or the other, I say do that as well. Um, but New Balance is really coming hard. Um, and if I'm not mistaken um with the pronunciation of his name Mm-mm. um obviously he came from doing the croc with the uh fingerprint-esque um croc shoe all these croc people and, and he has and he actually have an actual sneaker designed okay with croc um what's his name is it shalil uh bamberry Okay, I don't want to mess up his name, but I think I already did. Because I see him now in my head. Yeah, I see him, you know, with the beanie on. You know guy. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see 
where New Balance is going with things, but it's also interesting to see where Collaborations is going right now. Yeah. Um, Because, like... Um, How do you feel about the the current collaborative spaces? I feel like it's taking another shift. Okay. I feel like New Balance is doing what Adidas was doing in the early 2011 like, okay. era when you had... When Adidas had Big Sean, mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor, and a few others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like with Action Bronson, now with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, and just like in this space in general, like, I'm seeing a, a, a different shift of like the different creators mm-hmm. that we're seeing that are involved with sneakers. Yeah. Um, like, J Tips just had a really big year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I got to to meet and interact with J Tips. <laughs> so that was a dope moment for me as well. But it also should shed a uh an even bigger light to me on like where collaborations are going. Yeah. So like, you know, Adidas was kind of like spearheading at this point in time uh, the artistry and collaboration with music and sneaker. Not saying that it hasn't been done before. Yeah. Because of course it was done with Jay Z fifty cent and mm-hmm. others like that. Because I think even in the early, early time when L. Cool J had, I believe, had a collaboration with Troop. Yeah. Um, But in this space, when brands was starting to really connect themselves with people outside of the of the um, sport industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was more or less tying to that. And I feel like once Instagram settled in mm-hmm. and you had somebody like Wale... They had everybody taking shoe picks and yeah. fit picks and and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It shifted the course of how shoes and clothing and stuff was appreciated. Yeah. Because the shoes that was worn on the court wasn't really translating as much to the shoes that people was wearing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you had retros and all that and yeah. this, that, and the third. But I think this created like a new space. And cre- was, is what created the content creator. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like everything continued to shift mm-hmm. and change. So we went through this spurt of um, a lot of people in music mm-hmm. doing collaboration with sneakers. Yeah. And then you always had those spaces where you had the boutiques, you know, the sneaker boutiques who had the collaborations. Okay. You know what I mean? That shed yeah, lights on. Yeah. Okay. On all these different, you know, stores and what they did and who they were and their mm-hmm. story, you know, because just think about how consistent they have been with a Union LA, yeah, undefeated, mm-hmm. um, and different things like that. So I, I, I feel like I'm seeing a stronger shift because, like, you got to look at the Laylee Mays and you know, uh, Melanie Asani's and and everything like that. I feel mm-hmm. like now we're in the space of shifting to more of those creatives yeah now um and i feel like now there's a space where everybody can eat mm-hmm. and everybody can kind of like live out their dream and you don't have to be like a sneaker designer yeah and feel like that's the only way that you can get to being able to have your own style or color design Colorway. or creation yeah. of a shoe yeah so i just i just see everything spearheading and just shifting in the space of like, like where we at? Yeah, yeah. Shout out June Sanders. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of, uh, a lot of New Balance 
uh, colorways that was fire. A lot of selling out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for a couple pairs. Um, so <laughs> let's get into some fun stuff. Okay. Not that that wasn't fun. Um. Uh. So Nia Long got awarded thirty two. You said fun stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, t- I'm like, what? The- so, so what we finna do? Um, thirty two thousand dollars in child support a month. Man, all I can all I can say is this. I ain't know I ain't know that the brother was getting four hundred and fifty six thousand a month in just This is disposable disposable income. So I just I all I gotta say is I feel like he made out like a bandit, you know. He did. I did hear that originally it was supposed to be like fifty thousand, but she said she didn't want she that said much. She didn't want that much. But I, I, I don't think you know, once you go into divorce, they do all this stuff for you. So they calculate yeah. all this stuff. So it's the only thing I can think of is like maybe he's paying for private school and medical and stuff. How that came down. But that's crazy. That is. Yeah, no, I, you know, hey, but I, I, I do respect her. You know what I'm saying? Like for that. Because she didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's twenty grand less, yeah, or eighteen thousand less if you want to get technical. Yeah, but I you know what I'm saying. Okay. She's in. Well, I think she moved to California, back to California, or something like that. Oh, I think she, that's okay. She she don't need it, right? Fifty me, <laughs> right? But but no, like I, I'm just saying in the space of it, you know, regardless of how much money it is, the fact that she feels comfortable with that and everything like that, it shows to her character. And to who she is and how she's handling this whole process. Yeah. So, like, on Talking the other side. Stuff. Let, let's, uh, I'm going to balance it out, right? Okay. So, Miami Heat waited until, what was his name? Earl Spolstress. Yeah. Yep, y'all know him. Cause, yeah, Spolstress. The, that's, the, that's the basketball coach. And they, Miami Heat waited until his divorce was finalized to give him his record-breaking $120 million contract. Hey, he's been, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's been with the organization for a long time. Okay. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a good coach. He's holding it down. They just holding him down. He got to be. He got to yeah, be. They, they for them to like, down. hold on, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. That's probably what he was like. Hey, they could have been like, yo, y'all want me to, y'all, hey, we had for renegotiation. I take this money, but don't give it to don't me yet. To- <laughs> We're not signing it yet. Just wait. But but just you know, you know, and this this ain't nothing to take away from his spouse. But like, Mm-mm. if they're you know depleting their relationship, and there's an upcoming deal, yeah, and that's then you don't transpiring. know how long they've been separated. They've yeah. been separated. Five, ten years, or something like that. Because I don't Shit, even, even know if him. it was a year. Hey, yeah. that deal came after. Ma'am. Right. Miss Mamas. So you don't get none of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. So that is. Yeah. So congratulations to him. I'm telling you. That, that. It equaled out. Yeah. Congratulations on that deal. So, um, okay. So, like, <sighs> it was aliens on South Beach. I believe it. The government's trying to. They were straight trying to shop in the mall. Straight trying to, you know. Yeah. But then <laughs> they said, like, everything's been wiped out, though. Like, I believe it. Wiped out on YouTube. You can't find like what if what if Men in Black wasn't just a show? 
But that's what I movie. said. Like people could or aliens or because whatever. you wouldn't know if they really got the little the little blow. I'm telling you, and we in a big old galaxy, and we're the in, but that in Earth. They said that Earth was is not, probably like was, behind in the technological universe. I hope not. Don't tell me that. What I mean, but why not? Why do I need us to be behind? So some crazy shit can happen like in the movies. Maybe it's already happening. Like they got Area 51. We don't know what's going on over there. But they just acknowledge that that there are aliens. For real. I mean it has to be if it's a space. We not the only human beings or or beings in a whole galaxy. I find that hard to believe. What if if some motherfuckers came came to Earth looking just like us? It probably... Look, like, like just a different version of who you, we were. I had a couple of exes that probably are aliens because they don't put that right. There's something wrong with them. They look like they was human. Like that, that shit could be crazy as hell looking each other up and down. I'm just saying, they probably are. That shit be wild. They've probably been here for years. Because this is my thing. When we think of aliens, we think that they got to look weird as shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what if they don't? What if they. Not worried as shit. A lot like, of people what? would make sense to me though. Just tell me you're alien. And I'm not talking about overseas. Because it would make so much more sense to me. Then I can know how to deal with you. But like that'd be, you know, that'd be crazy as shit for me though. Like the fact that you came from somewhere else and you was able to build a spaceship. I'm telling you that I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I'm just saying like when you really think about it, internalize the shit. Like, what made you want to come here? Like all these other galaxies and shit. How did you find out about here? Because they ain't scared of us. I ain't saying they gotta be. And that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like because if if these if these people are going on all these different, like if you go into malls and you say you're going here and you go in there, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody rolled down on you for coming on a set like that. <laughs> like, for real, like, you've been able to sit, Joe. Just real quick. Like, them people don't be coming out. Like, come on, now. Area 50. Nigga, come what? on your block. You you sticking your head out. Like, if it's a nigga that you don't know, like, you got a whole spaceship coming. We, we have things just like acres and acres of farmland and forest that they could drop in and not Man. see a being. Nah. What if nah. that's what we were doing when if we you were, come, were if you on come another to the, planet? If you, come, if you come on Earth, no matter where you drop, somebody gonna find out some shit. So, if yeah, somebody drop... Government if somebody drop, the airspace. If somebody drop on their hood, you know what I'm saying? You think you just finna frolic around their hood Man, like that? This ain't coming out. I'm sorry. Psst. Everybody's if you scared. you just said they not scared. Everybody ring light is on, baby. It's on the A. Hey, did y'all just see? <laughs> you on the neighborhood app? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming out. I'm just I'm just saying. I don't I don't see somebody. I don't see like them being able to just come and explore and take rocks and shit. I do. I don't. Cause I don't think they're scared of us. Right, and I see them riding down like nigga. They like, probably watch our news and be like, oh, they. So you know the black lady that was the astronaut, the one of the first black astronauts. I want to have a conversation with her. I want to know what she's saying. Oh, let's call her up. It ain't that simple, but you oh, okay. know. I mean, you just said it like it was. I mean, hey. why not? Because I, I, I need somebody to tell her story. I need, I need that documentary. Okay. 
I need that story. Either movie, film, whatever. Oh I, I like God. to see Let's it. Let's call her. Is she still alive? I know we got hidden figures about the black, the black women who was extremely smart and helped configure some things, but I would like to see that other perspective. Oh, yeah. I agree. Now, this was a fun conversation. That other one, I don't know what you was alluding <laughs> to, but... Everything's fun to me. Um, So, <laughs> let's keep on going down the rabbit hole. A fun conversation. Okay, we're gonna see. Man, dude, in the courtroom, he must have did the high jump on track in high school, cause like he flew across that bench. That bench looked like it was up. No, it's no, it's up. Up. Dude had hops, and he wasn't touching, like none of the counter. He was over it. Nah. Do you think? There's a possibility that he was on some type of medication, like some Adderall, or he could have been on something. But they, his sister came out and said that he had a, a mental illness or mental disorder. And, but you, you know, just like sometimes when people have certain mental disorders or disabilities, sometimes they're stronger than they know. No, he was a big nigga. But you shouldn't have been able to hop like that over that. Now, I'm not saying he, he ain't supposed to be able to hop. Athletic. No, he. Hey, he might just got hops. <laughs> he was. He might just. He might just got hops at the end of the day. But I'm just. I'm just saying, like, could have been a possibility. This don't excuse like what he did. What he did was wrong. Right. Like, she got fucked up. Yeah. And the dude that was punching in the back, I don't know what type of punches them were, but it looked like he was punching <laughs> steel. Looked like you would. <laughs> And that's the thing. He wrestling with all of them and still punching her. Yeah. Like, that got to be crazy being in that. It was crazy watching it. So I know it was crazy being in it. Because it was like, what is happening? Do we know what he was there for? He he had a slew of, like, he had, so he was a two-time felon. Okay. And, you know, he had aggravated assault, robbery. All, he had a long rap sheet. Yeah, okay. Okay. And that's why she was like, you broke probation. You got a probation violation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, we can't do this. We can't do that. You know. I don't want to see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Make an example. Mm. So, okay. Let's go to, um, <laughs> let's stay in court. Let's stay in the courtroom. So, two people have been dragged into court exhibit A and B. Mm-hmm. They are dragging in our beloved Serena Williams and, and LeBron in the YSL Young Thug case. This shit just ridiculous. It was very... They, they are reaching... They have, um, their their line of questioning is going towards Serena crib walking at Wimbledon, I believe. Uh, she ain't got shit to do with Junta. First of all, I, he a blood. If she they crib do have, walking, they do have, they do have their own walk too, but it's this is a little different. But no, they said crib. I know, but they just. I think the prosecutor is just on bullshit. Yeah, because he then <laughs> exhibit a B was LeBron a video of LeBron 
um, doing, you know, how he does the handshake with each one of the players. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he. He rolled across his yeah. nose slime. Yeah. So they. Ain't trying to. Just being on bullshit. Why is y'all trying to tell LeBron into this now? I don't even know what relevance it has to anything. Like what it correlates to. The, all just, it's showing that all it's showing that he's a fan of his music potentially, right? So anybody who have said slime or rub day knows like this like is gonna be on court papers because of that. Cause they are throwing darts at a dartboard and see what sticks. That's what it hey, looks if, like. If if he get off, this might be one of the biggest get offs in the history. Cause I don't. I, because I'm gonna say allegedly. He did whatever they said he did, and his crew did, or whatever. But <laughs> allegedly, okay. but if he gets off okay. of all these alleged transgressions, he's probably you know gonna get off because this is ridiculous. Because and, sh- is- and shout out to Rollo, man. Rollo been home and doing his thing, and Rollo just just got home not too long ago and got his whole squad new SUVs. So shout out to Rahala. Oh, dang, man, I ain't get mad. Yeah. Uh, that's probably because my number changed. <laughs> shout out to Rahala. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, that, it's just crazy. But free thug until to thug free. All right. And I would like to say that, you know, last week or sometime during the holidays, I saw a club flyer because a young man had passed and his name was Nick. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you know how you see something? Like, dang, I know, dude. Yeah, Joey Badass. Y'all just really take stuff no, like, too far. Because I don't watch it. Well, I watch it sometimes when I got to. It's not by choice to just be on TV. Because he made me watch it. But, yeah. So, from my standpoint and my perspective, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I was flabbergasted. Okay, so why was you flabbergasted? Because I didn't even because, watch it. So, so, basically, in the beginning, you know, Neek was like one of the big ops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To rock. Yeah. And, like, they had their back and forth battles. You know what I'm saying? And shit got ugly. And, you know, you were starting to see a different side. Of Neek, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and you were starting to appreciate who Neek was and how he was trying to grind his way back up to right. being, you know, a head honcho. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, the Rock saying she leaving the game, trying to go legit, all this and that. But his brother came home, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. This is the big bro. You know what I'm saying. He was holding it down. He was doing this thing before he got locked up, mm-hmm. and so Ronnie looking to take his spot back. He don't like the way Neek doing shit, this, that, and the third. And so I knew it was going to come to a point where they were going to be against each other mm-hmm. in their eyes and it was going to be on the other side of each other. But I didn't think it was going to be that fast. I mm-hmm. knew it was brewing, but I didn't think he was going to get killed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when that, when, so they was fighting, tussling. So if I hope you've seen it by the time this come out. <laughs> but they was fighting, tussling, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Neat got the best of them. Proceed to walk out of his, his spot that he used to have mm-hmm. and um or still owned at that time, I guess. And his brother hit him across the back of the head with a pot with a pipe. Oh wow. Yeah, put his body in the ditch. 
And like when I tell you these comments was hilarious. Dang. Somebody said if you don't get your ass about that ditch <laughs> by time by next Friday when the episode come on. <laughs> like people was really hurt because he was really becoming a beloved, you know. Yeah, it look a like a beloved he. figure. You know what I mean? I was fuck I was rooting for him. I was rooting for his comeback. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh so Joey Badass, he's recently have came out and spoke about his departure from the show and he's and I've been seeing more stuff about his music and he's going on tour mm-hmm. and he's got a new album coming out. Okay. But he say, he say he is down for people to do a petition to get him back on the show. Cause if we don't still don't believe he dead yet, just cause he thrown in that ditch and was bust upside the head. Mm. So if we can get a couple of little, little, little wheeze and breaths, you know what I'm saying? We can, we can get him back in the game, but much success for him, mm-hmm. you know, juggling two, um, two careers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, shout out to uh, Ronnie, the guy that plays Ronnie. I started following. What's funny is I started following him like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. prior to this episode. He had like 1,500 followers when I followed him, right? And he's on other shows. He's been like a top star in other shows. Okay. Um. I never seen the show, but I had went on his page after that night. Mm-hmm. Before I went to bed, five thousand. Wake up, ten thousand. Middle of the day, twelve thousand. Wow, shit was jumping. And for me, I thought it, it was dope for me to be on the end of seeing somebody, you know, take another step, mm-hmm. a new level in their career. You know what I'm saying? Right before your eyes. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. So, so yeah. And then me and him got the same last name. So, I was doing some research, too. See if that was one of my cousins. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, because, you know, you got to support your people. Everybody cousins. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> me and Zendaya got the same last name. That might be my cousin, too. You just never know. Who? You know what I'm saying? Zendaya. You know oh, what I mean? my gosh. Yeah, just be talking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're my people. That's your cousin. Yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know I can see it by the eyes. Hey, see, hey, if you as long I'm, as you can see, it, see it. as long as you can I'm see, I'm kind of seeing it now. Now I can't unsee it. You know, you know, it's just greatness all the way around. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> but, but no, shout out to, uh, shout out to everybody. You know, what I'm saying it's doing their thing and it's, and it's you know taking taking advantage of 2024 so far. Yeah. Ah, uh, what? You said like you was going to say something. You right. You ain't I got mean, shit else to say. I that's, that's you know it. what? I actually got something to say. Okay, what's that? Okay, before we got on here, we um we were looking at an article um about uh a vice president, Antoinette Bailey at um she was the vice president of student affairs at Lincoln University here in Missouri, and she reportedly died by suicide after suffering alleged bullying and mental abuse from alleged mental abuse from the president john mosley and you know what i didn't see this a lot lately personally and just like you know watching other people's situation it's been a lot of people that's been working their butt off in their positionings and their in their um branding and stuff Mm -hmm. that have people around them that see the greatness mm-hmm. um 
that are showing their ass. And it's been, it's, it's, it's like been lately, uh, a lot of people that are, that have really worked for what their, their next level up is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's, um, God or the universe or whoever you believe in kind of telling you that those people can't go with you. And a lot of these people have good hearts, you know, big mm-hmm. hearts, and they want to take the people around them with them, but they can't. So you, they can't help themselves, but to show, show you who they are, mm-hmm. to let you know that that's why them people can't go with you. Right. And just seeing something like that, because a lot of these people. The two people that I know for sure are like great hearted and they, they don't understand. I've been through it myself. You mm-hmm. don't understand like what happened. Right. And it, it's just like, you can't go, they can't go on your level up and, and you're meant at this time, it was written somewhere that you're supposed to do this in this time, but you got to let that lesson of letting those people go. So right. since you can't let them go or understand that you can do this by yourself and they have to go their own path, they show you some things that you don't like to make you leave. No, that's that's a fact. So just despite of what's going on around you, sometimes you have to have tunnel vision, family, friends, or people that you thought were friends. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes... The only person that can see your vision is you. Do not let anybody discourage you, knock you off your path. Just keep going because wherever there is, you will get there. But you got to keep going to get there. And that's the word of the day, folks. Oh, what that said, we need to just end it right there. I'm just saying, I had, I finally had something to say, y'all. You know what I'm saying? You want to have a soliloquy in <laughs> <laughs> You got anything else you want to add? That is it. I ain't got nothing else. Okay. Well, with that being said, this is the new year, twenty twenty four. Let's get it. Let's get to it. I'm telling you, we gonna uh, get there. I do gotta say this though. Okay, say it. Hey, shout out Key Glock new video. Oh yeah, that shit fire. <laughs> it is. <laughs> he being he being John Wick on some shit, but that like hey. He he come he coming hard with twenty twenty four with unlike the video tip. I'm glad he see. I'm glad he he kept on going. Yeah, but um, but yeah, twenty twenty four. Let's get to it. Let's make this a pleasurable year. Yes. Uh, a very beneficial year in many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever endeavors that you aiming towards. Mm-hmm. And shit, that's that's pretty much it. You know. This that's is the, all that's it. That's all that's it. That is. That's <laughs> all. So with that being said, I'm your host, T.O. Sneakers, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not dreams. <laughs>